0: This is Joanna Loman, and you're listening
1: to Follow Your Spirit. It hey, was going on, everybody. Tim Lawson here, host of Follow Your Spirit. Here for another episode of Follow Your Spirits. Thank you so much for listening. Just a quick note before uh, we get into my interview with Joanna Loman. Uh, OG 23 shirts are currently, for the most part, uh, out of stock. When I say for the most part, I think I got a couple extra large and a couple double extra large uh, in case anybody that fits those sizes is is, um, is interested in buying one. Uh, we still have those. And, of course, we still have the Joe Hawk t-shirts uh, as well. You can get those at spiritcoverage.com slash shop. Uh, Joanna's going to talk to us about... Her injury, her recovery, uh, her involvement with the spirit now, things that she's doing outside of soccer. Uh, Unfortunately, my computer decided to use uh, the computer microphone instead of the one that, uh, the expensive one that I had plugged into it. So um, forgive my side of the audio, but uh, Joanna, a great interview as always. Uh, Enjoy. Pretty straightforward, Joe. I'm, I'm curious to learn about your recovery. Um, and sort of what the plan is. Uh, I think the Spirit have not, have faced uh, a number of ACL injuries, and I think that uh, you know, maybe the fans would be interested in knowing sort of what that recovery uh, entails. Can you just briefly sort of describe, you know, what happened with the, with the diagnosis and sort of the, the plan for short and long-term recovery?
0: I would love to. So yes. I've never had a knee injury before, so when I went down... I didn't, fu- I didn't fully understand what I did to my knee. So um, considering that I am a little bit crazy and it was the first game of the season and I couldn't bear the idea of coming off the field, I continued to play on a torn ACL for six minutes. So it wasn't until the third time I knee buckled that I decided that I needed to come off the field because I was clearly a liability to my team. Um, at that point, the doctor uh, tested my knee and didn't really give me any diagnosis because it wasn't the appropriate time. So I just iced my knee and he said, why don't we go up at at halftime and we can look at it because right now your muscles are pretty tense from just coming off the field and you're probably a little bit nervous. So I um, dragged myself up the hill at the soccer plex and we went in at halftime. And it was at that point that he did the tests again and he said, Joe, I, I think you've torn your ACL. And I couldn't believe it just because, I don't know. Like it's a it's a very prevalent injury in women's soccer, but I've never I've never had any problems with my knees, and my knees are always quite strong. So I never thought it was gonna happen to me, especially at the time that it did, coming into the season, feeling so good about where I was and where I was going and my role in the team that it just it completely broke my heart. Uh and you know, at, at that point we didn't talk about recovery. What would happen? It was just okay. You know, digest this news. I went into the locker room. I texted my best friend who was at the game with my parents, and I just said, "I think I've torn my ACL." Can you warn my parents? Because um, I didn't. I didn't want them to worry. As you know, as my mother and father, of course, were worried about me when I went down because I don't go down unless I get basically shot. So um, they knew How often something. Have
1: you been shot?
0: <laughs> Never. Luckily. Okay. Um, but my brother has. But that's a whole other story. Okay. So. <laughs> my parents my parents know the emotion um so I just wanted to let them know what uh, what was going on and then I watched it the end of the second half so um and you don't fully know if you've torn a ligament until you get an MRI so that Monday I had to wait a few days and that Monday I got the MRI and everyone you know I knew in my brain and the doctors and Pierre my physical therapist knew that I had probably torn it just from watching the game film back and seeing what I did so I wasn't I I was prepared to to hear the news that I torn my ACL, but I was so lucky that considering I played on it for six minutes, I didn't do any, any other significant damage. So, um, I was only dealing with an ACL tear and depending on how swollen your knee gets and, um, how much strength you have. And that's depends on when you have surgery. Luckily, luckily again, my body dealt well with the injury. I didn't have much swelling and I was very strong. So I was able to get into surgery 12 days after my injury. And, um, you know, essentially the timeline is at least six months. And really there's, there's no matter how well you do through that process, there's not much – you can't fight against time. And it, it takes six weeks for um, the bone to set in in the particular surgery that I did. There's various forms that you can have. Um, you can take a piece of your own body which i did which is called uh, bone to bone where you take your patellar tendon a piece of your patellar tendon your shin bone and your patella your your kneecap and you form a graft and that graft becomes your new acl so that's yeah that's that's is understood to be the gold standard for professional soccer players so um it is supposed to be a A strong graft, but it's it's very painful. And um, but you can come back maybe in six months as opposed to eight with a, with a um, patella graft. So I was, you know, um, I was prepared to you know go through the pain to come back quicker. Um, And then there's also you can also get a hamstring, a piece of your hamstring taken out, and then that can form a graft. And then you can also use a cadaver. Um, So there's just there's so many different ways, but um as soon as I put up my injury on social media, I had so many people reaching out to me about, um, and one of my former Penn State teammates um, was really good friends with Chris Annunziata, who's one of, a, a, you know, a very talented surgeon in the DC area who did Allie Krieger's knee before the Olympics. So I immediately went to go see Chris and I felt very comfortable and I trusted him. And, um, you know, he was able to get me into surgery basically right away. So Um, I started moving forward with that process. Um, and then, you know, the first week back from surgery, I, you know, I've kind of said this a lot on social media. The first week back was probably one of the hardest weeks of my life. Um, you're used to, I think as, as a human being, your brain tells you when you're in pain, you should stop what you're doing, but the physical therapy is, um, is excruciatingly hard. And, you have to, you have to push through the pain to break up scar tissue to get the blood flowing to reduce swelling and you know not that i wasn't prepared for that i just i didn't i didn't realize how much how painful it was going to be and it takes every ounce of your energy to get through the physical therapy and as a professional athlete that's your full-time job so you're doing it hour you know you're doing these painful reps over and over hour after hour day after day and really your body just goes into survival mode because you're you're going through trauma each and every day to get better. And that's hard really to wrap your brain around. But although, you know, I would get home and I would collapse onto the couch and fall asleep because that's really all I could muster. Every morning I felt a little bit better and the pain eased off just a bit. But that first week was, was so hard. It was so hard physically, emotionally. It was so hard because, you know, I, I got great energy from going to the soccer plex, but going in the first few days and, you know, seeing the life I should have had and, um, seeing my teammates come back from practice, it was just—it was so sad for me emotionally, and then mentally, um, you know, going to bed every night knowing that you'd wake up the next day having to go through that same amount of pain um, day after day. It's—it's it's hard to face, but you know, I've—I have a very positive outlook, and I understand that it's—it's it's a journey, and it's not going to change overnight. So every little thing that I'm able to do to make myself better, I'm willing to do it, and if that means going through and an enormous amount of pain. I, that's what I want to do. And so week two now, and um, I just put up a video on Instagram where I'm, I'm walking under my own power. I don't need crutches. I don't need um, my brace. So it feels good. Two weeks, it's my two week anniversary to be able to walking, you know, um, walking and feeling good.
1: Yeah. How, um, how does your age play into this?
0: Um, it, it doesn't really. Okay. I mean, if it, it does for other people. Um, it doesn't for me. Yeah. I think
1: you've you've been gotten... an outlier to <laughs> older uh-huh. athletes, but uh, yeah, I'm sure that um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that you know we've seen especially in football, we you know we see like older running backs and stuff when they get the ACL, it's it's uh, much more difficult. I wasn't sure if uh, if that was a challenge that you were going to face as well.
0: When when your doctor looks at your X rays, he doesn't look at someone's age. He looks at how your bone looks and how how much strength and cartilage they see in your knee. And my doctor was very impressed with the amount of cartilage that's in my knee considering i've played for as long as i have so um you know I'm, he was very optimistic i'm very optimistic he said that he doesn't foresee any issues with my recovery and I, that i could quote unquote fly back but saying that to someone like me is um you know you have to scale it back but yeah no i mean age is is not something that i'm thinking about it's i'm not through playing i'm not going to be through playing for, hopefully for years and um Obviously, it's going to be a long process getting through this, but I'm, you know, fully expect to be back for the 2018 season.
1: Yeah, good. Uh, how how do you um, how do you hope to contribute to the spirit uh, this season?
0: I think that you know I've been a big part of building the culture that exists uh, today, and Tuesday through Friday, uh, as long as the team isn't um, on an away trip. I'm going to the tail end of training and then I do my physical therapy um, with Pierre at the soccerplex. So they still see my face nearly every single day. And also, you know, every social event I try to, and I attend the games and I'm trying as much as I can to um, be present with the team. Um, And as I get healthier and as I'm able to be more mobile and add to my exercises, I can probably be around the team even more. Um, and every time I show up um, at training, I still bring, I would like to believe, an incredible amount of energy. I'm just – I'm so happy to see my teammates that it kind of courses through my veins and I, I can't really control it. Um, I got to training maybe about 15 minutes before the team was done on, on Wednesday. And they practiced at a field way down at the bottom, so I didn't feel like walking all the way down there or crutching. I waited until they all came up and I was – uh basically a, a poppy waiting at the window for its owner to come home. And I, you know, they see me, I see them, my, I, I light up, my tail's wagging and, you know, I open the door for them and we all hug. And, um, it's, it's great for me to be be able to be around the team because they inspire me and they motivate me. And for them, they get to see how hard I'm working to to get back onto the field because, you know, that's, that's what I miss the most is being able to contribute as, as a player on the field. Um, and I can't wait to do it again.
1: Yeah. What ha- what are your thoughts on the Spirit four weeks in? I feel like we've seen four different versions almost of the Spirit uh, in each different game. And uh, the, the most recent, the most uh, positive and, and optimistic. Uh, how do you feel about the team so far?
0: I think the hardest thing to do in this league is to stay consistent. And very few teams have been able to do that for an entire season. And I think what we're seeing even more in 2017 is that there's so much parity. There's a there's a very small gap between the team that sits at the first, in the first place and the team that sits in last place. So it's it's great because every every single week you're going to see a good game. You're never really going to see blowouts. Um, and I'm encouraged that there doesn't seem to be a team this year that's going to run away with it. And there doesn't seem to be a team that's going to really struggle. I think that we're all going to um, sit somewhere in the middle and. I think going into the season, we all knew it was going to be a challenge. We had a lot of turnover. Uh, we lost a lot of big personalities, and uh, you know that at first is um, is a challenge is challenging. But we've had so many you know, players that have come in, rookies or really first time with the Spirit, um, who have have stepped up um, and unexpectedly stepped up because of the injuries that we faced. And I'm so proud of them. Um, I'm proud of the way the team is performing. You know, we fight. We were fighting from minute one to you know minute 95, and that is always the culture of this team. And as long as we bring that every single week, I think we have a shot against any team. Um, it is not going to be an easy season as we've seen so far, but uh, I think the attitude of the team is extremely positive. I know everyone really likes coming to work, and we like working with one another. So. At the end of the day, win or lose, like that's really what life is about. So, uh, even through the struggles, hopefully, we'll keep um, um, we'll keep up the hope, and we'll see how we finish. You know, at the end of the season, um, we'll win some and we'll lose some, but um, we'll have to see. Hopefully,
1: win more than others. Uh, what? Good question for a veteran like yourself. With all the turnover that the uh, that the spirit saw. A lot of disappointed fans. I know i spoke to the Spirit Squadron. their memberships down. The NWSL as a whole saw some big name players go overseas, um, and you know, in a league, uh, and you and I have talked about this in a league where so many fans are connected to a player versus a team. Um, you know, how does how can this with with all the turnover and like the in the the, the fans. Um, not maybe uh, as committed to the team, how does the spirit off the field, uh, I guess both on and off the field, get attract uh, the fan base again and start feeling the plex again week to week?
0: Well, I think, as you've seen, um, us as players have tried really hard to reach out to the fan base. And as a professional athlete, there's, there's so little that you can actually control. Um, what you control is... You know, your focus, your attitude, and your effort every single day. And you learn that you have to let go of a lot of things. So we don't own this team. We don't run the team as players. We, we show up every day and we try to be our best. And we also try to connect to the fan base any way that we can. So, um, you know, we can't really control who's renewed their season tickets and, and who hasn't. But the fans that do come back, we want to make sure that, one um, – they know that they are they are loved and appreciated, which I hope that we as Spirit players um, make an effort to do. And two, we try to put the best product we can on the field. Um, and that's really about all that we can control. And I think we've tried to um, break out in terms of uh, what we're doing this season off the field. I You see that Tori and um, a few of the players have started a blog. Yeah, um, Beyond Our Boots. Beyond Our Boots. So shout out to Beyond Our Boots. And – you know, trying to give more access to the players and, and make the fans more aware of players that are here as opposed to being upset of the players that aren't. So, um, you know, highlighting what's special about each and every one of us and um, and hopefully, you know, the, the staff's doing the same thing and each player um, is trying to really get out there and um, be accessible to, to the fans because that's, I think, what makes our game so special.
1: You know, I... I... I, I really like the way that you put that because I think that's really what separates the the fans that have sort of thrown their hands up in the air to or the spirit and the ones that uh you know have been at each game so far this season again is uh you know those of us that are showing up are excited about the team that's here you know we're not we're not upset about uh what's no longer there and i think that uh, that's, that's a really good way of, of, of putting the, or separating the, the two different types of fans. What do you, what do you hope to do with your, with your season now or with your year, um, when you're not recovering?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very busy. I clearly have a lot of dimensions to, uh, who I am as a, as a human being. So playing on the field is only one of them. So I will continue, um, I do a lot of public speaking, um, I'm also starting to uh, lead diversity and inclusion trainings. Um, I'm helping to create LGBT policy for organizations in DC um, and continuing my advocacy work for the gay community and LGBT um, and, you know, just all around um, trying to support human rights. And, you know, that's really a, a full-time job for me too outside of uh, doing my physical therapy and, um, I just recently, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, but the HRC sent me a surprise gift when I got injured and I spoke to them today. So we're hopefully going to do a piece, um, either a blog or a video blog and a photo shoot um, coming up for gay pride. And, you know, it's, it's been awesome because, and I think it's a testament to how I've tried to um, build my brand is that, you know, no sponsors have at all flinched when I got injured. If anything, they, they, you know they believe in me even more because I think what's great about what I put out is that it's it's about being an all-around human being and not just a soccer player. And hopefully, I'm I show the world that I'm. You know, I try really hard to be a good person. And if you know this injury has really humanized me to a lot of people, Um, not that I was some sort of god, but I was. You know, I was I was in a lot of control of my body as an athlete, and uh, you know I had two great seasons, but you know, now I've, uh, you know, I'm learning to walk again and that's, it's very humbling. So I think, you know, we all struggle in some sort of way. And I think, you know, as someone that a lot of people look up to, it's, it's so easy to be happy when things are going well, but it's not easy to be happy when things aren't going well. So hopefully I can show people that even through, you know, personal tragedy, whatever it may be, relatively speaking, you know, you can still have a positive attitude. We can still accept our reality and we can still accept that, you know, this really sucks. I'm I'm really sad about this injury, but at the same time, there's no way I'm ever going to give up. And every single morning that I wake up, I'm going to work on being a better person and a better athlete. And right now, you know, last in the off season, that meant pulling huge weights and, and jumping as high as I could. Now it means just taking one step, and I think that's – it's been really cool for me because I've reached a whole new group of people that I never thought I would, and I'm happy for that, and hopefully they're happy for that too because, um, I don't know, we're we're all human beings, and sometimes it's it, it takes a huge struggle to remind us of that.
1: Yeah. Two questions that I'm asking your teammates this season. Uh, of the team, who do you think is most likely to run for public office?
0: Uh – One for public office. I mean, I would almost say myself the way that my career is going, but if I can't say me, um, public office.
1: I may even stop asking that question because you're the only name that's gotten rotten. (laughs) I'm like
0: Steph Labe in Canada.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah, under Justin.
1: I can see that. Yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Second question. um, If if you if we were starting to experience the apocalypse, who on your team would you want to pair up with for survival?
0: That's a great question. Well, my best friend's Estelle Johnson, so I that's the first name that comes to mind, but I'm not sure about her survival skills, Estelle. I'm not sure if she can like pinch a, pitch a tent or something in the in the wilderness or start a fire. Um ah. I don't know. I would think I would still say Estelle. She's resilient and I, and I appreciate resiliency.
1: Joanna, the spirit going to Seattle this week, uh, just a couple notes on what you think spirit need to do to come away with at least a point.
0: (sighs) Wow. It's, you know, going to Seattle. I've never personally won in Seattle. I don't know if I've been on the I've been on the team for, you know, two seasons now. Um, and we have never won in Seattle, so it's it's a tough ask. Um, I think defensively, we're going to have to be very organized. Um, I'm sure we're going to have to weather a storm in the beginning of the first half and the second half. I think if we can weather that storm, um, we have a you know really good shot. And it's gonna take a it's gonna take a lot of discipline for us. They're you know a very powerful team, and especially on their home fields. Um, it's, it's not impossible. Nothing is impossible, but I think it's going to take, um, really all of us being mentally and on the same page that this is going to be a battle, um, for every single minute. And we have to stay, stay in it. Um, you can't lose focus for one second against a team like Seattle because they'll put the ball in the back of the net with all the weapons that they have. So stay organized, stay focused. And the opportunities that we do get, like we did last game, you know, put those, put those chances away.
1: Your girl Stella Johnson is playing out of her mind this season so far. Uh, unbelievable performance each and every game so far. Um, and then of course we have Superwoman behind, uh, guarding the net. So, um, I think defensively we're confident. I think offensively we've seen that the pieces are there and now we just need to, uh, be consistent on putting them together.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Definitely. Joe, I thank you for your time. I know uh, you are a busy woman, and uh, I always appreciate the 15, 20 minutes we get together to, to chat and talk soccer and, and life. And I think I think later on in the season, we, season, we'll have to do another interview and get a little deeper into the philosophy of, of life and such and, and maybe a little less on soccer, because I know your fans really appreciate your perspective on that.
0: Absolutely, and thank you for covering the women's game and helping to grow the sport, Tim. It's very much appreciated from my end.
1: Yeah, you know... You're welcome.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was just thinking. I was just, you know, coming into this season after, you know, I was joking with you last season before the final. Like, I took the heck of a year to start covering the Washington Spirit. Yep. Um, and even going into this season with all the negativity and all that stuff that we're all sick of already uh, hearing about, I, I have no like. I'm super excited every weekend when I get to go to go to a, uh, a soccer game. I'm always disappointed when there's not uh, a home game. Um, I'm really excited to, to do other things for the players now, like, uh, the shirt that we made for you and for, uh, and for Tori and the feedback and the the reception that's gotten, uh, and just doing my parts to contribute to, uh, what I think is a remarkable yet somehow underappreciated, uh, event.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I know I appreciate, I know the team appreciates it. I think if this, league is going to be successful um it's going to take a combination of all of our efforts and us working together so uh i always want people to know that i I appreciate every contribution that you make to the game because it's it's helping well
1: good well you know what joe there will be a podcast at least next week because because (laughs) i'll do at least one more week No, all right, Joe, thank you so much for your time. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you at the Plex next week uh, when you you hit Kansas City.
0: You will. Thanks, Tim. Take care. All right, bye. Bye.